Welcome back, MTN Nets Podcast. I was not planning on making a video, but uh, just a frustrating loss that I kind of feel like I want to rant about. The Nets lose at San Antonio. I mean, it's not over yet. They're down six with like 25 seconds left, so barring some freaking miracle here, um, they're going to lose this game. And just based on how the night's gone, they're going to they're gonna lose. I, I've seen too many opportunities for them to come back in this game, and they always throw it away or something. 20 turnovers, um, some guys giving them absolutely nothing. And, uh, of course, you know, last time I talked to you guys, it was off the Celtics loss. That was the first game without Kevin Durant. And I kind of expected to lose that game. It's Boston. They're a great team. Um, so it happens. But then, of course, you had the OKC game on Sunday. They hang around for three quarters, had a 10-point lead, I think, in the third quarter. They go on to, to blow that game, lose that one. Tonight, they had a pretty decent lead. I say like eight points maybe in the second quarter. They blow that game. It's tied at halftime. And then tonight, they bring it to like a four-point game. They could never take the lead. It was one of those frustrating games. I mean, Ben Simmons had a triple-double. I guess that's cool. A 10-10-11 triple-double, 11 assists, 10 points, 10 rebounds. So kind of like the Draymond Green type triple-double. I mean, we saw some great things from Ben and some pretty ugly things. The ugly things were early, but I think Ben in like the second quarter on was very good tonight. So... That is a positive. But the Nets right now have 21 turnovers. I forgot there was a, there was a stupid Claxton illegal screen with like 40 seconds left when they kind of had a chance to come back, and that was the, the final nail in the coffin, basically. Um, but yeah, 21 turnovers. You can't win that way. The way they shot from three tonight was... Oh my God, it was brutal. 13%, 3 of 23 from downtown. I mean, the Spurs weren't much better. They were 7 of 34, 20%. So... If you're a fan of horrendous three-point shooting, this was the game for you. But yeah, they're going to lose. They're down eight with 12 seconds left here. Cam Thomas, garbage time three. Probably got fouled. Yep, no, no foul. Wow. Okay, no foul. Um, so that's it, 106.98. Nets lose. But yeah, it, it just feels like too much of last year. And I don't want to freak out. It's three games, whatever. But like, you have to find a way to close out one of these games. And I'm including the Boston one because they hung around for three quarters in that game they had every right to win that game too. I mean, I know I know Boston's better. They have much better role players, much more continuity, but the Nets hung around for three quarters. They had a chance to win that game. OKC had a chance to win that game. Tonight, I mean, your four and a half, five and a half point favorites, Kyrie's a late scratch with a calf tightness. I don't even know if it's a real injury or just a rest day, um, but I hope it's a real injury. Like the Nets, that's the problem I had like last about the team last year they did not take the regular season serious at all and now i'm getting those same vibes again like if this was a playoff game i'm sure Kyrie plays tonight and i'm sure they win the game but you know now they're just like ah whatever let's just give Kyrie rest because it's the spurs we can beat them and that's not how it went and we know how bunched up the eastern conference is i mean after tonight the nets will be behind milwaukee they won tonight um, they might be behind Cleveland. I'm sure they'll be behind Philly soon. So we're dropping like, you know, when, when Katie went out, they were, I think one game back of the Celtics second place in the East. And now they're probably in like fifth place in the East. I mean, it's going to be one of those free falls and we'll see how bad it gets. I mean, like last year it got bad. They, they lost like 12, 11 games in a row. Then of course they got the reinforcements. Curry and Drummond came over. They started getting like some wins, but they were terrible over that stretch. I mean, when KD was out, they were like 3-20. and 20. It was rough. So I don't think it'll be that bad this time around. But, yeah, I'm concerned. This kind of felt like, not to the exact extent, but it kind of felt like the uh, the Kings game last year in early February, the game where Harden kind of quit on the Nets. Um, obviously, it wasn't the same extent because like that's just a weird circumstance. But a game on the West Coast where your favorites to win the game, 
You had a lead in the second quarter like they did in Sacramento last year, and you had no reason losing this game, and they do. So, you know, seeing that happen is frustrating, and giving up, what, 36 points to Kelton Johnson, who is a good player. I mean, he's a pretty good player when I watch him, but, like, I just, that's, there's no reason to go 36 to that guy. I'm sorry. Um, I thought Ben Simmons did well on him, but of course he got in foul trouble, which is a, a constant thing for him, which I can't stand. One of those things that Ben Simmons has to fix. Nick Claxton had three fouls like 13 minutes into the game. So that was a problem. He didn't even play the second quarter really. Um, yeah, I mean, there was problems everywhere. Just so many stupid turnovers. They did get out rebounded by a little bit. Of course, you know, Jakob Pertl, he had, some offensive rebounds and plays early on where he was just too big and nobody can guard him. Of course, he has like probably 30, 40 pounds on Nick Claxton. and I think he's like 7-1 he's listed at. So um, speaking of Pirtle, like I want the Nets to make a move. I, I don't want them to make a move out of desperation here, obviously. Don't get fleeced, but something has to change. You you can't sit here and wait another like three, four weeks until Kevin Durant's back. Like they have to do something here. Like this it's it could get ugly. It could get ugly. Like I, I don't want this to turn into what happened last year. It's not like we don't have an example of this. Katie had pretty much the exact same injury last season and the team turned the shit. And like it feels like it could happen again. And like you don't want that obviously. Like we saw what happened last year. They got Durant back. Uh Kyrie was finally made a full time player after the stupid law was lifted. And they had to like win their last what like fourteen out of fifteen games just to get the seven seed and like barely crawl their way into the playoffs. But that led to a first round matchup with the Boston Celtics. Like if you get the three seed, four seed, two seed, you don't have to face Boston in the first round. That's a big thing. Like I, I don't want to play that team in the first round, especially. So um, looking at the schedule, I mean, you're at Phoenix, a game where you would hope they can at least win that game. I mean, Phoenix is still not playing well. They've lost like, my goodness, they've lost like, what is this, nine out of 10 games? I mean, they've sucked. So um, yeah, I don't trust the Nets right now to really beat anybody, especially after tonight. Like I felt kind of good about this game tonight. And then I saw Kyrie was out and I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. And the funny part is, so when the Nets tweeted their injury report at like 10, 11 a.m., um, I, I tweeted below that I was like waiting for the questionable or waiting for somebody to be downgraded to questionable. And then like, what do you know? Two hours later, Kyrie was downgraded to questionable. So I don't know if I jinxed that. I hope not. But um, it's just funny how that works. Also, Jock Vaughn, not the best game from him. It, it was a pretty ugly Jock Vaughn game. I mean, like, where the hell was Cam Thomas in the first quarter? Like, I, I get that Patty Mills is back in San Antonio playing against his former team. He sucks. I don't want to see him anymore. All right? I don't want to see Patty Mills. There's no reason to play him over Cam Thomas. None. You can't say it's for defense. The only thing you can say is experience. And at that, I, I don't care. Cam Thomas is better in every single area. And then Cam Thomas came in in the second quarter, and what do you know? The Nets went on a big run, and they got the lead. So I have no idea why they go with Patty Mills. No clue. I, I just don't get it. I, I like Steve Nash was obsessed with Patty Mills. At least he's gotten a lot of DMPs with Jock Vaughn here. But like, play Cam Thomas over him. It makes no sense. Cam Thomas is better at this point in his career. It's not close either. I don't think it's close. So um, Cam was impressive. I'll look at his stats later. But um, yeah, just very annoying how Patty Mills was like the first guy. And Dayron Sharp was the first guy off the bench. And maybe that coincided with Claxton's foul trouble, but still, 
Like, that's your go-to guy? Then they went to Markeith Morris in the second quarter. He got a little fight with somebody, the guy with the, the snow cone-looking haircut. I forget his name. But um, he got in a little fight. So Markeith Morris brings that toughness. I did like seeing that. But he was in in the second quarter when the Nets went on that run, too. So Markeith Morris was kind of helping out. Didn't do much, honestly. But I guess he adds more of a mobile five for this team. Definitely better than what De'Aaron Sharp was doing out there. But, yeah, if I'm Sean Marks, like, I would be on the phones. I, w- I would just see what I can do to upgrade this team right now it's just uh it's ugly it's just you know as i said you saw what happened last year you can't let this go much longer i know you have a better roster this time around you have a better coach this time around i don't expect i don't expect the nets to lose like 13 games in a row like last year but like why even chance it you know you have a chance to make moves here go ahead and do it you know like joe harris i i love joe harris he's been here a long time but like what the hell was he even out there for tonight he was terrible Joe Harris, 0 of 3, playing no defense. I mean, he had two steals, I guess, but I don't know how the hell that happened. But getting burnt in one-on-one situations, like, Joe Harris was awful. He missed a couple open threes. He did nothing, and I'm kind of over it. Like, as much as I, you know, would have loved to seen Joe Harris, you know, have a, a NBA Finals win with the Nets or win a championship with the Nets, I should say, I just don't think it's going to happen. Like, Joe Harris is not the guy he used to be I don't know if it's the surgery if it's the the confidence level if it's something else I mean like Joe Harris in in 2019 through 2021 was one of the better role players in the league I mean I I could be over exaggerating but from what I watched he was pretty damn good and then he gets hurt in um you know beginning of last season at OKC and he just has not been the same guy so he's had moments but just not consistent he was garbage today 17 minutes 0 of 3 had no positive impact on the game I mean Nick Claxton it was a good game 7 of 11 he did extend the uh the three blocks or more streak he had a one in the early fourth quarter three blocks in the fourth had four overall 11 rebounds four assists but he was a minus 19 which is weird so didn't expect that only 28 minutes I mean 28 minutes it's a good amount but he didn't get in foul trouble as I mentioned uh Ben Simmons 34 minutes four of 10 and I feel like a lot of that 4 of 10, he missed some easy shots. Like, you know, there were a couple plays where maybe Simmons got fouled. The refs were kind of uh, not blowing the whistle for Ben Simmons tonight it's for some reason. I mean, I guess they could have called a couple charges on him too, in fairness. But still, I mean, I feel like when Ben Simmons was getting his arm held, going for passes or layups, they were not really blowing the whistle. But anyway, 4 of 10, um, I mentioned in the triple-double, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. He had 10 points. He was the only, or not the only net, but he was a plus 3. So he was one of the few nets to be in the plus territory. Markeith Morris was actually a plus 15. And TJ Warren was a plus 1. And Daron Sharp a plus 1. Cam Thomas, plus 12. Plus 12 for Cam Thomas. Uh, Patty Mills was a minus three. I mean, not the biggest sample size in six minutes. Um, Even Utah Watanabe. I mean, it it was going to happen eventually. He's going to fall back to earth, but he's been doing nothing lately, so you can't really count on him to do much at this point. Uh, I thought Edmund Sumner gave them a great second quarter. He was four of six on the game, one of one from three, made a nice long left wing three-pointer. And um, what else? I mean, he was good at like just transition buckets, getting to the rim, finishing, getting to the line, things like that. So four of four on the free throws for Edmund Sumner. Uh, Obviously, with Kyrie out, he's going to have a more expanded role. But, um, you know, Sumner's not like the guy you want playing around 20 minutes for your team. Royce O'Neal, just another game where he was pretty invisible. He made that big three at the end to make it like a five-point game. I think he made it 96-91. There's like one of those weird plays. I think maybe uh, Curry dove on the ground and kicked it out to... uh, 
to uh, O'Neal, and he made the three. So, you know, he made like a five-point game, but the Nets, of course, they gave up like a dunk or something next possession because that's just how the entire game went. It was annoying. It was just one of those games where the Nets kept coming back, and they got it to five, got it to four, got it to six, and the Spurs had an answer every single time. A lot of times it was a Kelton Johnson dunk or just some other, like a Josh Richardson mid-range shot. Like, what the hell? Like, that makes no sense either. But, um, yeah, Royce O'Neal, one of four from three, two of eight overall had some defensive possessions that were good but for the most part not very noticeable um Seth Curry had a lot of shots 16 shots made six of them one of seven from three made all three of his foul shots he was fouled on the three he kind of kicked his legs out but the Spurs had no challenges left seven rebounds for Seth wow so that was cool to see but um three turnovers Ben Simmons had seven turnovers by the way I didn't mention that he had some bad passes in the first half he had a lazy pick and roll past the Claxon at the end that kind of made me put my you know face in my palm or my palm in my face whatever the hell the saying is it was a rough one there um so yeah just another annoying one so they dropped to what 27 and 16 now when kitty went out they were 27 and 13 so i'm curious i, I wonder how far the nets drop here by the time Durant's back it's like last year they went from like the second seed when he was out and i think they dropped all the way back to 10 and, of course, they finished in seventh. So, you know, at least the, the KD injury is not for the year, thank God. But, like, as I said, I don't know how bad it's going to get. I don't see them dropping to, like, I'm trying to think who's, like, really tough to catch. I, I, don't feel, I don't see them dropping below Miami in the seventh seed because right now the Nets have a four-game lead on Miami. But, like, you never know. And right now the Nets are in the four seed. So they are pretty much tied with the Sixers, the Cavs, and their three ahead of the Knicks who are in sixth. So, you know, they're flirting with dangerous territory. They've lost three out of five now. Um, as I said, they should have won tonight or even the OKC game, and we could have uh, stopped the bleeding. But, you know, I, I think if we didn't experience last year and, and so much losing without KD, it wouldn't be as worrisome right now because, of course, like the Nets have not had a game yet where they had Kyrie and Ben. I believe Ben, he missed the OKC game and Kyrie missed tonight's game versus the Spurs. So they have not had a KD, Ky they have not had a Ben and Kyrie game yet. So, you know, I mean, I guess they had, they did in the Celtics game, but still they lost that game and the Celtics are good. But um, so far on this, on this West Coast trip, they have not had, um, you know, uh, Kyrie and Ben. So hopefully against the uh, Suns, I think it is on Thursday at 10 o'clock game. I cannot wait to stay up till 1am to watch the Nets lose. That's gonna be fun. Thursday, it's at Phoenix, Friday at Utah, Sunday at Golden State. And then you go back to the East Coast at Philly. And then you're home versus Detroit, home versus the Knicks, home versus the Lakers. So and around that time is when KD should hopefully be rumored to start coming back around some point. So, you know, hopefully just like five, six more games without him, maybe a bit more. Um, I, it can't be much longer because this team obviously can't survive without him, which is sad. I mean, I like you shouldn't be that reliant on one guy. You know, like I know it's Kevin Durant, top three player in the world. I get all that. But you should not be that reliant on one guy that when the one guy gets off your team, you just completely fall apart. You know, I don't want to overreact, but it's also annoying to see that because like that was literally one of the main concerns that KD had at the uh, media day this year. He came to media day and listed the reasons as to why he requested a trade. And one of the reasons was because he did not like the way the team was playing when he was out of the lineup last year in most of uh, January and like half of February, I think all of February. So, you know, 
we're, we're going through it again. It's a deja vu situation where Katie's out of the lineup and the Nets are not winning games. And yeah, it's three games, small sample size. We'll see what happens the rest of this road trip. Um, I might make a video Friday after Utah's game. We'll see how that goes, if I'm up for it or not. Or not. But um, you know, if not, maybe Sunday night, because I know the Giants play on Saturday night, so I'll have time on Sunday night maybe. But we'll figure that out. But yeah, it, it's just annoying. Just one of these games where you should have won. And I was also not a fan of the uh, Jock Vaughn rotations. I have no idea why Cam Thomas can't play more. There's no reason why Patty Mills should have been the first guy or the first guard off the bench. Just makes me crazy. Even Daron Sharp, like I don't like. What are we doing? Like those minutes still count. I get it's the first quarter, but those minutes are still part of the 48 minutes that accumulate to the final score. Like I, we know, we all know this. So I don't know why the hell he's experimenting like that. I give Jock Vaughn credit for finding the lineup in the second quarter that worked. He found the lineup of like Markeith, Ben, um, Claxton was out. I think who the hell is, who was playing? Seth maybe. And two other guys. I, they, they found some lineup that worked in the second quarter. So I think TJ was out there too. And I forget the other guy. But yeah, they, they found a lineup that worked. And as I said, you got no contributions basically from Joe Harris. I mean, I can't even say basically none from Joe Harris. You got pretty much nothing out of Royce O'Neal. Um, two guys that make decent salaries. So you have to get more out of those guys, obviously. And, you know, once again, we'll make a, I'll make a trade video. I made a trade video last year. Of course, the Nets last year. I mean, the biggest trade was James Harden. But at the time when I made that video, I don't think the James Harden trade rumors were like that big i mean there might have been like the um the first report that came out that he wasn't too happy living in brooklyn at the time but um i made some trades at that time like mock trades basically not some not some trade machine stuff but like possible players the nets could look at to acquire last year at the deadline and obviously that did not happen but this year probably sometime later later this month i would say end of january i'll probably make some type of trade targets video for the nets I think you guys know I have a crush on Kuzma, so I'd love to see that happen. I think he'd be a perfect player for this team. I get, you know, he's not the greatest defender and all that crap, but, like, he would just be a perfect big body guy that can create on his own and make three-point shots and just add an extra score because, like, you see, like, the pressure it's putting on Kyrie when KD's out, and you're seeing the pressure that it put on TJ Warren tonight. Like, they don't have enough guys that can score. Um, Seth Curry, I mean, as great as he is sometimes, there are nights where he can't make shit. And, like, you know, uh, tonight was decent, 6 of 16, but it wasn't phenomenal. You have guys like Claxton and Ben Simmons who obviously can't shoot the ball. They'll finish at the rim most of the time, but um, they don't shoot the ball. I mean, Cam Thomas, when he plays, he can create on his own, but, of course, Jock Vaughn, um, shows he doesn't want to play Cam Thomas all the time. So I hope the Nets make some type of move, whether it's a, a big trade like a Kuzma or a small move. I had some trade in my mind earlier today. I forget who it was now, but I was like saying to myself, I was like, that actually would kind of fit the Nets. I remember I brought up the uh, the stupid idea of Rozier and uh, Plumley from the Hornets, but I don't think they can afford that. I'm trying to think who it was now that I'm thinking about. Oh, I remember. It, I was watching the, uh, the Rockets-Lakers game last night, and I was thinking like, oh, let's get uh let's get Kenyon Martin's son back I feel like he's a good energy player Kenyon Martin Jr. and Eric Gordon like I don't know what type of contract Gordon has he probably makes a shit ton of money so I doubt they could afford it but I'd much rather have Eric Gordon even at 34 years old over Joe Harris as dirty as that sounds and as much as I hate saying that but um as I said Joe Harris ain't doing much for you right now I'll actually I'll look at his contract real quick just for the hell of it but I feel like Eric Gordon makes a lot of money I mean that could have been his last contract maybe he signed a new one no that's a rough contract I mean four years 75 million dollars it's not up until after next season so yeah he'll be 35 years old making like 20 million dollars almost 21 million dollars all right so maybe that's a contract you don't want to take for Brooklyn but for Kenya 
Martin Jr., a guy who was, I think, rumored at one point before the year to get traded. Um, that's one that I think you can look to acquire. Kevin Martin Jr., uh, $1.7 So yeah, they obviously could afford to make that trade if he actually is out there, only 22 years old. Um, of course, you know, that'd be a cool throwback for uh, the New Jersey Nets fans to get his son playing here as well. So... We'll see what happens. But I don't want Sean Marks to do nothing. Like, this team has to make a move. I, I don't think, I hate to be pessimistic, but I don't think this Nets team can win a finals the way the roster is constructed right now. Um, it's better than last year, but it's still not at the level they need it to be. Like, last year's supporting cast was like a 2 out of 10. I would say this year's is like a 6 out of 10 or maybe like a 5.5. Like, you need to get it to like an 8 or above to be like finals contender level. And I would say right now you're like at a five and a half or six. It helps to have a healthy Ben Simmons. It helps to have Royce O'Neal. It helps to have Joe Harris when he's playing better. It helps to have a, a wing like Utah Watanabe. Um, it helps to have Nick Claxton playing at a very high level. It helps to even have Markeith Morris, a stretch five when you need it. So just guys like that. It helps. Like we didn't have that stuff last year, but it's still not a good enough you know, not a, not good enough role players to really be in the conversation to win a championship. You know, when teams were when when things were going well here, I was convincing myself when they won 18 out of 20 games. I'm like, ah, maybe they could do it. But then no, like you kind of have a, a reality check and you see how these guys are without Kevin Durant on the floor. And you're like, oh, yeah, we need somebody else. So um, I do hope Sean does something. We'll find out. I'll be pissed. If he doesn't do anything, I'm going to be pissed. So we'll find out what happens, though. We have time. I'll make the trade video. But, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed the video. Leave a like about or leave a like and leave a comment about this rough game we saw tonight. Um, and I'll talk to you guys next time.